You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Hey, and welcome back. Got a great episode for you today. My man, Chris Miller, who I had the pleasure of spending about 10 years in hotels with, but uh, very instrumental in the Junior Golf Association, and I think you'll enjoy hearing him talking. But uh, before we get there, we got Biff with some SCGA news and, and the happenings. Good day, everybody. I hope everybody's doing well, getting ready for Christmas. Uh, Chris Miller is our Christmas present to you for the Off the Hustle right. this year. So, that's right. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be a good listen. You um, can't return it. you got to keep it. That's exactly right. This is <laughs> <that's> no, <laughs> a one-way street. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we've still been busy. Got, got a couple events that we finished up since we were last together. We had our uh, fall series event out at Fort Jackson. This is our junior event. We did on December the 4th and 5th. Uh, had a had a good field of kids out there uh, at, in the girls and 13, 18-year-old division. Eileen Zioli took the title over those two days with an 82-75 score. She won by two two strokes over Edie Rainey Hardy. Yep. And then uh, the boys' 13 and 18 division, Thomas Lamar uh, shot a 74-71 from 145. He also got a two-shot win. Nice. It was a, a good event. It was the last one of the, you know, we did three of these fall series events, just kind of seeing if it would work and if it goes, and it has. And I was about it, to say, it works and it goes. It has. It works yeah. and it goes. And so what we are doing, Alan, we are actually taking this thing, we're going to call it the Player Series, and we're going to do about 10 or 12 of these two-day events throughout the year. We won't try to do one wow. each month. Um, and the kids that participate in these series will be able to earn points within the series. And once you earn a certain amount of points, you get some exemptions into some of the bigger nice. events. There's actually even going to be a uh, what do they call it? We, if you if you win three three events, battlefield promotion. Battlefield promotion. Good. Yep. So uh, it's it's good. I think this is something uh, Michael McKee's going to take and run with us along yep. with our, our junior series, uh, junior Monday chapter series. Um, so kind of a getting back into the player development aspect of the yeah. game instead of just running golf tournaments. So we, we're excited about this series. We, we're hoping to get the full schedule out here sooner than later. Um, so, yeah, it, it, we're, we're, it's going to be good. I think it's been successful so far. I think all the kids have enjoyed it. I know the, the parents have been, been appreciative of it. They, more opportunities. It's it. You know, we get people that call and don't, a kid might not get into the tournament, and they say, well, what do we do? And we gotta we got to send them off to other tours. Well, now we've got our own tour we're yeah. sending them to, this player series tour. I like it. Yep. Excited about it. Uh, as we were finishing that up, we were starting the 40-plus finale at Kalawasee. Beautiful. We played the Dogwood Magnolia rotation down there. You know, they got 27 holes. Yeah. Um, I heard they just they just approved a huge uh, project down there. It's going to be a three-year project, nine, nine holes a year. And they're redoing everything. Are they really? Bunkers, irrigation, well, everything. That's the joy of having 27. You can that's keep it. playing while you do it. And that's it. So, uh, it, it, But, but man, that place is so good. That facility is so good. And they are so good to us. They've really been good to us through the years. And we had a one of the most enjoyable two-day 40-plus finale events that I can remember. And I've been doing them <laughs> since it started. Wow. It's 73 degrees. Sun was shining. You know, most of the time we've we've got forty degrees and rain, and I think we played I think we played in the sleet and snow one year. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I was excited for the guys. I think everybody had a great time in, in the senior division. This name keeps popping up, but Eddie Hargett and Dan Sullivan. That's right. Shot a little sixty six, sixty four to win the senior division. That's strong. Uh, that was a five shot victory over Duff Wagner and Rich Weston. That's pretty strong. Yeah. Um, and in the tournament division, Chris Easy and Jeremy Revis shot 65-68 for 133, and that was a three-shot victory over Gino Burkett and Robert Lutomsky. Wow. 
So yeah, it was a had to golf your golf ball. Um, they, they did they did great. Chris Easy likes that course. He won the mid end four ball there with. Uh, Oh gosh, I just went blank. Scott Friday. Scott Friday. Yeah, that's right. They Scott were Friday. Big time duo for a while. So he uh, he likes that golf course, but they they played good. Like I said, we had a great event. It's a good way to finish up that forty plus finale. Yeah. Uh, series and and our uh, forty plus series. So it was uh, a a good a good day. Um, and you know the last event we just did, we did it this past weekend. It's not a golf tournament, but we had our annual oyster roast. We did it at Junction Eight Hundred there in the Vista. Yep. Yep. Uh, raised a little bit of money for the foundation. Uh, had a good crowd, probably a little bit over 100 people were there. Yeah. Um, weather again got us. It always tends, I know. We've done this twice now, and the weather's jumped on us both times. Yeah. Um, but, we, you know, it's a good opportunity to get the folks together, to get get the Junior Golf Foundation back in their minds and not, not to forget about us through all this time while, you know, everything's going on. And, and speaking of which, uh, I actually got this idea from Kevin Driggers. Um, he, his mother-in-law wanted to buy him something for Christmas. Okay. And he says, man, I'm a 50-year-old man. I don't need anything. I go get what I, you know, I right. don't need anything. It's very nice of you. But he goes, why don't you make a donation to the foundation in my name? Yeah. So we're starting a, a, a process here where you can get on, you can donate to the foundation in someone's name. So if you if you got somebody you can't think of what to buy for Christmas, send a donation to the foundation in their name, and, and we'll make sure we get it out there and, and everybody can see it. So Or put it in my name. Or, donate it in my name. That's fine. There you go. <laughs> Just donate. <laughs> yeah. We need it. We've, uh, we're have we getting ready to hit the million-dollar mark in scholarship money is wow. given away by the foundation, so we're excited. We've, we've really come a long way with that. That's great, man. Um as you know, the, the, the season doesn't stop just right. because Christmas is around. We've got our – as we're speaking, we would have just uh, – we were getting ready to do it, but as the show comes out, we would just finished our, our four Picard Christmas Classic down at Wild Dunes. Um, yeah. First day is a parent-child. Second day is a junior event. Uh, we have 60 teams registered for the parent-child. It's amazing. And 20 on the waiting list. It's a – Mm. And that, I mean, you've you've seen the you've seen that one. The years when from, we had forty teams, and right? that was a great year. So we're gonna go to we're gonna go to two golf courses. I think I mentioned that last time. We're gonna go to yeah. two golf courses next year. Um, but this year we are on one course, the Lynx course. Um, Sixty teams. Looking forward to getting all of them down there. The weather again. I think we we've got beanies we're supposed to do for TGS, but I think it's gonna be seventy five degrees. So we're making a That's switch. Okay. Um, Oh, are you making a switch? Yeah, I think we're going okay. to hats. Okay. <laughs> I remember the. I remember one year we did something very similar, and Mr. Picard had that beanie on, and he would not take it off, and he had sweat rolling down his face. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to go to hats, but, but we're excited. We've got some good weather coming in. And then we finish off the year. We finally finished 2021 on December the 30th. We call it the New Year's Eve Eve one day. Yep. We're doing it at Lake Marion there in Santee. Uh, got Got 84 kids registered. We got a full field with a waiting list. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. Isn't that great? That is good. So we're we're gonna be we'll be excited to get that one done. Actually call it called a wrap on 2021, but during if we don't turn right around into 2022 and the first event of the year is uh the, the January 17th, the MLK one day at Crowfield. Yeah. Junior event. Yeah. So uh we're gonna we got we got some room left apparently. So if anybody's interested in heading down there to the North Charleston area, uh Crowfield's a great golf course. There'll be all be a good day of it. The very next day, this SCGA is going to be down. And this is in and out. This is breaking news, Alan. If I wish we had a little beep, 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 beep. beep. <laughs> oh, we can put one in there. Well, uh, we just got it scheduled. It just got done last night. But we're going to open up the 40-plus series with a brand-new event in January. We're going to be January the 18th. We're going to be at Dalto Island. And it's going to be a team event. Nice. We figured with uh, – we figured with the early of the year and, and, and maybe some weather possibly, we figured a two-man team would be a little bit easier to, to lean on. So we're, yeah. we're excited. With that registration, the information is going to be coming out here very soon. But uh, if you're interested, 
grab you a partner. If you haven't been down to Daltal, it's a special place. But other than that, man, we're getting ready for 2022. we got a full slate of events coming up. Uh, just to highlight a couple, our senior championship this year is going to be at Orangeburg Country Club. Nice. Uh, junior championship, Florence Country Club, man. They opened their really? doors. Yep, they're doing, they're doing a junior championship and turned right around doing the Grant Bennett a couple weeks later. That's cool. So we're excited. Uh, always loved going to Flowtown. Flo yeah. And then our amateur, you know, we're going to be up at the Dunes Club. I'm just, I can't, I'm so excited wow. about that. I'm giddy. Uh, I don't think you've ever done it. Uh, not ever, but not during my tenure. We no, did a junior there. No, we haven't been in the Dunes Club in years and years and years. Right. So I, I'm excited to get it back up there. Hopefully weather will cooperate a little bit better than it did this past year at Devadoo. Okay. But, uh, yeah. You know, it's, an, it's the state <laughs> am, man. That's what it you're going to get. So. It is. But, yeah, a lot of things happening. A lot of excitement for 2022. Our, our, our MySCGA app is still kicking. we got things going with it, and, and hopefully people are utilizing it as their tool for the SCGA for – all news and score posting and, and anything you might need. Yep, and just a little showkeeping. We are going to take January off. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going we're going to take January off, but we're going to still be working, Alan, because you and yes. I will go out there. We got some we got some big names set up. We're going to uh, get some interviews done and come in hot and heavy starting in February. And uh, looking forward to keeping off the hosel rolling. Amen. Thank y'all for listening, and I hope you enjoy as much as we did talking with him, Chris Miller, baby. That's right. Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. Well, Biff, I feel, feel lucky, man. This is going to be a good one here. This is good for me. This is like this is like full circle. We got this is like old school. It's like a reunion here at the SCGA boardroom office. And if you didn't recognize it by a little giggle, we got our main man, Chris Miller, with us today. Chris, ah. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Chris yes, Miller's in the house, former JGA director. My uh, boss. You know, I think about how much I missed the ten years we traveled. I know it wasn't fun living in the hotel with me for 10 years but i do miss i'm very fond of those days we did shake some paint off of some walls there big a <laughs> there is no, no doubt about that i mean it was tough there you know it's tough when you're on the grind but looking back i really did enjoy those days so we put some miles on the car on a lot of different cars i was about to say we'll get to your cars that'll be towards the end of the episode but. so i do too though but the, the the crew that we had me you and justin yeah i mean tremendous what uh how'd you get started in golf period you know i think uh, like a lot of people just uh started playing it later and and kind of in high school uh i was okay. always kind of a single sport kind of guy I never really played any team sports we were i grew up in the military right all over the place air force um, dad and uh so uh had a little love of dirt bikes which really didn't work out that well um uh, physically a, or mentally yeah that's a, that's another whole story but uh but just started playing a, a friend of mine's dad took me to the golf course with his son okay and uh and that's it kind of somewhat picked it up early and that's kind of how i got started well then how'd you end up in the pga post-military correct yeah um 
You I served in, in got in desert tour. I was in the Air National Guard. Yeah. Uh, just like my dad, I was trying to get a flight slot. Yeah. And trying to be a fighter pilot, and then I hurt my back. Um, water skiing, not on a motorcycle. Yeah. Won't that duly noted for the record for the USC <laughs> water team? And the uh, back in the day, we actually had a water ski team. Yeah. And uh, but um, but once I had an injury posted and a record of it, I knew I was not going to be eligible at that time because it was very. Plus, I'm not necessarily anybody knows Chris Miller. Not necessarily the sharpest knife in the drawer. That's a lie. Depends on what you're talking about. Right. But but uh, um, but it was very competitive to get a flight slot. So I was already in the guard. And, um, but really started progressing in the game, started talking to some people. And, uh, my dad's second wife happened to be related to Jimmy Cusa. Okay. I didn't so, know that. a uh, little small talk with Cusa. And then next thing you know, him and his wife, uh, <laughs> wrote up a resume, which had three words on it. Yeah. Cause there was not much to write. And, uh, his protege, George Bryan was looking for somebody up at Timberlake, and next thing you know, that's wow. where I started. Which you might know this, eh? Not, might not know this, but uh, that's where Chris and I first worked together. Cause I, was, I did not. I was a cart kid, 1988. Really? Yep, when now they he, opened up. He's told me some other stories about back in those days, kind of, but I didn't realize you two worked together. Absolutely. Yeah, I started up there in, like, in the early 90s. It's somewhere around 92. Things get a little foggy back then, but it was okay. 92 to around 97, 98 I was up at Timberlake. Which is about when I graduated high school in 92. So I was there from 92, and then they moved me over to uh, Indian Trail or Indian, Indian, River. Indian River. River, for, Indian River for a summer. And I ended up back at Timberlake. And that's Same when, owners at that time? Yeah, Lynn okay. Young Lynn, had them both. Lynn, Lynn and uh, his dad, whatever his name was. Yeah, yep. Mr. Young. Mr. Young. <laughs> so fast track me through the PGA. How would you get to Class A? I did all, all of my apprenticeship there at Timberlake. And, under George? Uh, under George. And, well, now, George wasn't there that long. Right. Okay. George left, I'm going to say late 93 or early 94, maybe, somewhere in that talk, uh, time frame. And Lynn was so smart, he decided to give me the head golf professional job. <laughs> uh, and here's some 23, 4-year-old punk that did not know anything about the game of golf. Yeah. Uh, and typical young, the pay scale stayed the same. Um <laughs> No, I'm kidding, Lynn. No, I'm not. That was not a pick or dig at uh, Lynn Young by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think he listens. You're okay. And uh, but no, uh, um, the uh, that was actually more towards his dad. Um, I got you. He's no longer with us. Uh, yeah. But uh, um, you know, just kind of threw a young man into it. And uh, but the club wasn't that busy. We got through it. And uh, so you did all your schoolwork while you worked. Did everything there, and I think I was elected in like '96 or so. But I had, like any young professionals, day and Way back then, I had some great mentors on line the line. Yeah. Clem King, I mean, uh, Craig Malone, um, uh, Tommy Penley, all of our veteran professionals yeah. uh, were such good guys back to us, young guys back in the day. Nice. You went from Timberlake to Newberry? I did. I, uh, I got, I don't know why, but for some reason they wanted a young guy to come up to, to uh, Newberry. And they hired me as general manager, right? Um, which mm. basically means it was a one-man show. Yeah. And uh, but I really I love the place up there. I mean, we had 250 members, no no debt, um, no tea times, um, and I loved it. Um, but it was the only job that I left due to time constraints. My wife was in residency. We had a small child. Not necessarily the time to take a 70-hour a week job. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's a long way because y'all were still living in Irmo area, weren't you? We know. As a matter of fact, we were downtown. You were downtown even. We were downtown. Oh, so you weren't the 20 minutes from the house you are now? No, sir. We okay. were in downtown Columbia. Man, and, that's uh, a hike to Newberry, bro. That was a hike to Newberry. That was a, and so that added a little bit more to that schedule. So you went from there. I'm, I might be wrong. Here, did you go? Is that when you went to Big Pro down here at Coldstream? No, we actually at that time we moved back out to Irmo, and then my father-in-law he had a, a majority controlling interest in a uh, timber company, and so we took over a golf course down in South Georgia, and it was a municipal golf course that had not been irrigated for six years. So that was some good time. Uh, learned how to dig in Georgia red clay. So we opened up the back nine. What was the name of that course? Genesco. Okay. Which still. is short for Jones County. <laughs> and I uh, kid you not, can't make it up. I love it. Is it still in operation? It is still in operation. Uh, we took about 30, 35 carts out of trees that were just parked. Literally trees growing out in the middle of them. Wow. Mm. It was uh, being run by a f- pig farmer. And um, so we got the back nine open, got the golf course back to operationally solvent. Yeah. Got most of our money back and turned the keys back over the counter and said, thank you for that whipping and we're out of here. <laughs> wow. Um, and then we came back and I was teaching with George and uh, then Big Pro down at Cold Stream said he needed a little bit of help. Kathy was finishing up resident, so see. Da-da. And so I went to work with him a little bit. Ron Stevenson, for those that don't yeah. know the Big Pro. Everybody knows Big Pro. And uh, so arguably working at the worst golf course in the entire southeast, um, anybody that's played Coldstream will have. The one that was right down the road from Coldstream's here. Coldstream's right down the yeah, road okay. still. It's just a walking Why is it the worst? Why was it the worst one? It just literally is the worst golf course in the world. Okay. It was the only honorary membership I ever received that I resigned from. Because I could uh, not play that golf course. Um, it was just it was a it was a golf course. It was an afterthought for the development. Um, I got it. Just was out of bounds left and right, and even down the middle of the fairway. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's not lying. <laughs> and uh, but the people there were great. We had a great time playing down there. Um, and and I tell you this, and Biff will remember this. The only real reason I wanted to go over there in the first place was there was a great gentleman that worked under ron it was a dear friend of ron by the name of bill lewis billy frog lewis yep froggy froggy yeah and i wanted to go over there and just learn from bill yeah because he was such a player right and um bill just recently passed away but um but just what a what a stick he was and as a young guy you always want to be around somebody that can play he could play he could play that golf course he could play any golf course you put that he could and uh so, uh, um, so that was that was a treat, and uh, of course, I mean Ron and Harriet just two great people, sure. anyhow. And um, and Jimmy was still across the street with Weed Hill, and so the driving range, the yeah. driving range that was yeah. right across the hill. So it was all the same people that we all knew from Timberlake and all that. So it's all just a the Irma Mafia, Kevin Britt and I, another teaching professional for our golf professional from down in the area. We used to joke that. We had 47 Class A golf professionals within six miles. <laughs> Teaching, lot. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So that all led to where you got the call from Dad one day for the Junior Golf Association position. Is that, is that right? That's correct. Paul Ruillard, um had met him. My wife was on the foundation board through the hospital that Tracy, Paul's wife, had dealings with, and it was a black tie affair that we dealt in Columbia, and somehow or another, I just met Paul through this. 
And I don't know a lot of strangers, so I meet a lot of people. And next thing you know, we just kind of had some drinks down there. And just through whatever, Paul said, hey, you know, would you be interested in maybe talking to us about the Golf Association? So I called my wife, and this is an exact how this conversation went. I said, Kathy, I said, and of course everybody knows Hap, except for my wife. But (laughs) I said, "Uh, Hap has offered me a position with the Golf Association. I said, now I'm going to be honest with you. I said, it's not any money. I said, I mean, there's no real salary involved. That's how you start out at the Golf Association. Yes, you do. And that's really how you stay there for (laughs) until about 10 or 12 years, but that's beside the point. Um, I said, there's really no money. She says, well, is it primarily not every weekend? I said, well, no, we do tournaments on weekends here and there, but it's no, it's not like the regular golf business. Take it. I said, no, wait a second, honey. I said, you know, let's discuss. I don't care. Take it. So uh, she was a little less enamored with the golf business <laughs> and at you, that point. I will say, you coming from the golf business side, just like you, you get weekends off. I remember my first weekend off, I didn't know what to do. Yeah, I think that's one big thing about the golf association compared to where Chris has come through or anybody else in the golf business is that you know, we can literally almost sit down the first of the year and say, yeah, you're going to be working a lot of weekends, but these are the weekends you're actually going to have off right. in, in August, October, wherever it might fall, but you can actually make your schedule around Well, it. for the almost almost 20-some-odd years I was here, and I will reiterate it to this to anybody that was in any side of our industry, as a Class A golf professional or anybody in sports management or anybody that has this type of uh, business that they really like, this was the best golf job I've ever had. Yeah. And ever will have. Yeah. Well, it's, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I think it shows because, I mean, I think so many people like you were with us for almost 20 years. We've got Justin Fleming's been with us for almost 20 years. I mean, I've been here for 25 now. I mean, it's, it's not a bad gig. And, and no, sir. Alan no. was here for a while until he yeah. got bigger and better things. But nope. So when you came in and worked with Paul, you worked with Paul directly for a little bit, didn't you? He was here for a year. Yeah. And then I don't know what I do. I guess I run people off. <laughs> I mean, I did it with George, and then 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 Stumpy decided he wanted to get out of here. Uh, Paul, yeah, uh, no, uh, Paul was extremely gifted in what he did with uh, um, with his IT work and, and computer yep. stuff, and he actually found a career that better suited some of his talents. Um, so he left and did that. So again, uh, just like the Youngs. Um, Hap and the board decided to offer me Paul's job with the same deal. I got a title, but no real pay increase <laughs> right, again. Right. That's, how it works. Uh, that's just, but no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, um, but again, they uh, took a chance on on somebody and and uh, just stayed in that position for the remainder of the career and uh, feel extremely blessed to be able to do it. And that was give me give me an idea range. That was in 01. That, that was 2001. So the so the Junior Golf Association been alive for 11 years by that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul been there. I mean, the basis of it was there, but we've come a long way since 2001. But I, I uh, yeah, man, I just I can't even phantom. That's a hat term. <laughs> um, but in just what this state has done, and I can remember we would go to it, and you know the um, some of the bigger meetings that we would go to with the golf administrators from all across the country, and what this little state, this little state of South Carolina has produced not only in just – and it's real easy to hang a feather in your cap about our the better players. That's easy. But I'm talking about just the sheer number of players we've got out there that took up a casual interest in the game and are still playing it. You know, my daughter's one. She was yep. a 90 shooter in high school. Yeah. But 
they still love to play. They play once every two weeks. And, um, you know, but then, then again, this past year's state amateur, I mean, you look, at, yeah. you look at that field. I mean, I do. I look at it every year. I going do like, that's That's incredible. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's good and, to and see. the fact they're still playing, and there's a lot of them that have gotten into the industry too. I mean, oh, a lot sure. of them have come through, and you know, on top of on top of what we do as far as working with the juniors and the tournament kids there. But you know, we got we've had a we've had a you and I know of the plethora plethora of good and bad interns that have come through here that have ended up in good <laughs> spots. Um, so we we've had, and that's down the line with our hooting the blowfish Monday after the mat, uh, the Monday series that we do. You know, we've had a lot of interns there, so there's a lot of people that we've affected not only just with golf tournaments, but to, to get out there and be part of this world and, we live in. And they do, and they, they you know, and then we'll see them, you know, come into a golf shop or come into some or see them outside into a different walk, and and uh, you know, I just heard the other day like Drake Cassidy out of Hartsville, somebody yeah. else is in a whole different business world. He's doing well, and yeah, and it's just fun. Hey, I remember. Yeah, and uh, well, I played in Big Wheels Day Off a couple of weeks ago up in Rock Hill. Yeah. And Kyle Gregory, who we all know, is a golf yeah. professional there, but he has Will Blaylock as his assistant. And Will won the Bobby Chapman in 2013, and right. I knew he looked familiar. Yeah. But it was, I was like, man, small world, you know? Yeah. I mean, Dalton, Dalton Olosky, who was our, our intern yeah. here, for he's down at he's down at Ocean Course now. Down I mean, Ocean he just, Course. He just helped run the PGA. PGA. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty, pretty cool. Tell, um, tell me about the early days of the SCJGA, when Paul was still here, and, and or your first, your first season or two, man. It, it was um, – you know the events that we had on the schedule. The schedule obviously was a lot thinner then, right? Um, but also staff was and all of that, so we did everything. Yeah, um, much like we did now. The um, you had your, you know, the majors were all the Caddy Classic was there already. Oh yeah, and Which, and, it, and it cycled. I mean, that's what was amazing to me was everything kind of cycled. The four ball, uh, you know, was a huge event. Yeah, and we were turning away players and running qualifiers for that. Um, yeah. And and it was it was amazing the ebb and flow of that in the high school golf and what teams were the powerhouses versus what are now right. Um, so it's it's neat to see that change a little bit. Um, and some of the events uh, have changed. I mean, Sherall uh, and Fall Challenge, we would all stay in the cabins and just cook out in there. Now we it it just fills up so fast. Now we can't even do that. We're, yeah, we're staying in. Now we got split into a boys' tournament and a girls' tournament. Yeah, two different so weekends. Um, it, it, it's amazing how some of those uh, smaller events have grown just into uh, you know big time events. Yeah. Well, Chris, on that note, because you you've done a lot of. I know one of the hardest things for us today, when you were here, when Paul was here. Uh, and it goes down the line from the SCJ down to the Junior Golf Association, but having to turn people away. There's only so many tee times and only so much daylight in, in an event day. Mm-hmm. And you can only get so many kids or players out there on the golf course. And, you know, it's tough for me to tell a 30, 40, 50-year-old, yeah, you didn't get in on time, you're not going to get into it. But it's, it's a little harder when you got to turn around and tell little 14-year-old Johnny or, or Jenny that, that they can't get in because we don't have enough room. And I know that was a, a hard part. We went through a lot that of processes. Was, that was the – and I used to tell everybody, however many events we had on the calendar, let's say we had 13 major events, and, and that was it. Um, I said, you know, guys, I got 13 bad days. Yeah. Um, the next day after that tournament deadline closed, and we wanted to let them write, know right then. And my phone was open, my cell phone was open, everybody had my numbers, and I would and, – and literally, and Kathy would know – when I got home that night, I'm just going to be answering telephone calls at my house until 9 or 10 o'clock that night 
because I felt the need that I would have to explain it to them. Yeah. And sometimes uh, other guys in our positions maybe wouldn't do that, but I felt like maybe we owed it to the families to explain it to them. Well, here's the exemption list on this event or this or that. And everything that we did do and do as an association, it's black and white. Yep. Yep. You could say, here's why Johnny got in and Tommy didn't. And 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 everything and is up. that way. Yeah. Everything's backed up. There's no because so-and-so did so-and-so or they're on a board or anything along yep. those lines does not exist, and I can promise you that. But maybe they didn't read the fine print or didn't understand this or didn't understand that, but I felt it was our job to explain it. Um, but after a while, and – I don't have much of a rear end, but it doesn't take long for that rear end to get chewed out a little bit too often. Right. Um, but it, it's tough. Yeah. And so, and you can only add so many events um, because, you know, the staff gets worn down and, and all of that. But in the section now, or in the Carolinas, we've got over 400 events. So hopefully we can just help those kids find events to play for in their talent level. And with this junior schedule that we've got, uh, for both states, we would sit on the phone with these parents and with these kids and find them a place to go play golf. Now, they might not be ready for the Blade, the Bobby right, Chapman, right. or one of these other invitations that we've got. But by goodness, we're going to find them somewhere to play golf. And, and you know, that's what we're doing now. I mean, it's, and again, I, my, my point to the golf industry in today's times, especially today's times, is everybody's working together. The Carolinas Golf Association, the Carolinas PGA, the superintendents, the golf course owners, everybody's working together. And we want these kids to be able to find a way and a place to go play. And, you know, you got youth on course now. you got yep. drive, chip, and putt. we got a new fall series. Our junior golf association started now. The you know the new Jackie Sewell event, which is 15 and under, and then yep. you know the 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 thing that the Carolinas PGA is doing with their uh, what you, what we used to call little legends is uh, what their team series they do junior league junior, junior league, league that yeah. they do. Yep. I mean it's you know it's so there, there's opportunities out there. It's just a you got to find the right niche and the right spot for your child. You do you do, and I want to say something, and there was nothing of my influence, and it probably wasn't necessarily your influence either. But those established tournaments that came on that asked us to come run them during our tenure. I Absolutely. thought it was pretty – it's nice that they asked. The, the Beth Daniel Jr. Zellia. Yes. Well, it wasn't the Beth Daniel at that point, but the Jr. Zellia, the Grant Bennett. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we've got – since you and I have left, they're doing the Smithfields or the Upstate the Classic. Orange Jacket, the Orange the Jacket. Jacket. The Blade yeah. um, is one the, of them. Anything that had a name has really run out of this office in South Carolina. The Jackie you know. Sewell Jr. Is, yeah. You know, it's not our event, but we go run it for Right. Them. Right, so. and and uh, these bodies recognize that they wanted uh, the statewide association to handle the fields, to handle how we're doing it, and that's the other thing that we really, and back to this point is that we really took it upon ourselves as a challenge to make sure every event had a different criteria in getting in, yes, so that it wasn't the same twenty boys, ten girls that got into that top echelon in player field. Yeah. And I can remember getting calls from number five in the state said, Hey, I didn't get into so and so. Yeah. No, you've played another fifteen events. You're good. Right. Right. And uh so to, to make sure of that. And the note in the in the new fall series we've got to where some of the kids that are outside of the top one hundred, boom. Yeah. Now we've got something getting started. So I think it's tremendous. Attitude. It, it's popping. Golf is popping. I mean, it's junior golf especially is going. Kind of back to what you said about taking the phone calls and it's our duty to explain. I can't remember what site it was, but we were on site of the tournament, you and I, and I watched the dad just 
bite whatever you had left on your butt. It was gone. <laughs> and Chris was cool. Chris was so cool. And I was. And I remember we got in the car. I was like, "How are you not just fuming?" And he's like, "That guy needed somebody to yell at." And I was just that somebody. So kudos to the way you handled the parents too, man. But I don't know. There was a couple of them that kind of took I, me back. No, we can tell a story or two. You, but, you took the words out of my mouth because I've seen a couple <laughs> of them that uh, he, he he let them chew as long as he could, and he chewed right back. But it, it, you, you know, but that's the thing. That's what we do. We're a service business. We're a service organization. Yep. And those are our customers, and and we yep. have to treat them the best we can until things until we get treated the wrong way. And then sometimes you gotta educate back. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Uh, and uh, but but and and, and Biff, Biff brings it to a point. There there's other places these guys can play. Yeah. And uh, but at times it is especially in junior golf. Um, you know it is a family. Right. It is. It and really is. That was always a trait I didn't have. That when it happens, I just don't have that trait you have. But when looking back, I wish I did. You know, it's one of those things too. Since I've taken over this position four years ago now, almost. Um. You know, I, I didn't get I didn't get on that junior trail as much as much as y'all were. Obviously, I was doing SCGA tournament stuff, but after I've seen it for these years and tried to visit all these places and been part of these events, it, it is a family. I mean, oh the, yeah. These these parents is like a they're they're touring together. The kids are playing golf and the parents are getting together in the evenings and eating dinners and watching and doing you know doing whatever they do. Hartsville, I think they have a little picnic or party in the parking lot. Oh, or they something do. Like that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I remember early in my career that. Uh, Wittyak and Travis Cash's dad at the Blade, mm. they were such good buddies that Wittyak, the dad, rented the cart, but Cashin was driving it. And I was like, well, that didn't work out too well because the kids weren't in the same group, you know. Uh, Chris, now, along with all your ventures with the South Carolina Junior Golf Association at the same time, because you had so much time on your hands, you, you also you, you coached a little high school golf. I, I got talked into that. The uh, Not talked into it. I really enjoyed it. The uh, athletic director at Dutch Fork High School was doing it. And said, "Hey, would, and I happen to know him, guy, guy by the name of great guy by the name of Roger Hazel, and uh, said, hey, would you mind doing it?' And uh, I said, "Yeah. How much is it going to cost me?' <laughs> he said, "No, seriously, it pays like fifteen hundred dollars a year, which means it really cost me about another fifteen hundred yeah. to do it." Yeah. And uh, so at the time, we had some of our really good players that played: Stephen Hartwig, Adam Docks, and uh, um, Chris Cologne. And I know I'm missing a couple other guys, but uh, that, that were basically some of our top 20 players in the state. Dutch Fork, correct? At Dutch Fork. Yeah. And they actually asked me, said, yeah, come on, man, it'll be a blast. Now, mind you, and I'll be the first, there was no coaching these boys involved. This was just driving them around. Yeah. Guidance. And, and just a little bit of guidance and basically trying to keep them out of jail. Um, <laughs> but you did take your team to a Hooters one time. I did take because I've seen the picture. I don't it's know a family you... restaurant. Okay, it is a family restaurant. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, little George Bryan did get his first Playboy. <laughs> it was not provided by me. I will say that. Um, that's another story. Um, but at the time, Dustin was at Irmo and transferred to Dutch Fork. Okay, Dustin Johnson. Johnson. Dustin Johnson. Uh, I use a lot of first names. I apologize. <laughs> Everybody's supposed to know that about the Miller. Um, but. Um, but we were we had some pending issues coming from Armo into Dutch Fork, and right off the bat, we weren't going to allow him to play right off on that spring season. And at that time, Dustin really didn't want to play a lot of high school golf, um, and it was actually the team that really talked him into playing. But at that time, also he was good, but he wasn't a world beater. No, no right? No, 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 no. And then the next year, 
that's when it really came to fruition. I, I literally, I counted it up, and I missed 19 days traveling with the golf team. Yeah. And it's just too much with what we do here at the Golf Association. So a gentleman, a great player of the South Carolina Golf Association by the name of Mark Giles. Yep, okay. Has a little more free time. He took over the team, and they won everything. <laughs> They killed it, and Dustin came on. But the funniest thing about even then, the next year, and that may have been Dustin's senior year, um, all five of the the boys that we had on the team that year, any five of them could have played one. Yeah. I mean, it was it was crazy. Wesley and George, were they part of that squad? George was uh, a seventh grader when Dustin was just there for that okay. month or two. Huh the first year I was there. Interesting. Yeah. So he's, I think, and I'm not quite sure which one of them gave them the Playboy, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I I got that call from Valerie. I was about to say. Next day from coming home from Columbus, Georgia. Well, speaking of them, and we know the relationship because George Bryan Sr. that that you worked with at, uh, mm-hmm. at, at Timberlake and kind of, you know, helped you along your way. Sure. And then all of a sudden you're dealing with his kids, George and Wesley. Sure. Who came through the Junior Golf Association and, I think everybody's aware of the Bryan brothers and what Wesley has done himself on the tour and, and with the Heritage victory. and um, they that, The Bryan family's been a big part of your life and your They're, career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I uh, it was funny uh, when Wesley was was actually winning uh, at the Heritage. I mean, what a, what a big moment for us. I've gotten emotionally choked up with two victories on tour, Dustin at Augusta and Wesley. Okay. And we had the SCGA tent. At did, 18. Do you remember what you did for Luke's victory? You didn't cry. You left me at the scoreboard so you could go inside and I watch it. I did watch Luke's. <laughs> I know. You're I like, did. I did leave. Typical Chris move. Right there, I boy. did. I did blow out on Allen at the scoreboard. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he had to enter scores and right. I don't remember what event it was. It was the U.S. Junior Qualifier. Oh, it we was were the U.S. Junior Qualifier. At uh, yeah, Woodside. I'll be right back, Al. I got to go watch Lucas do it. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, we were keeping up with it. It was before phones. You couldn't right, watch it on right. your phone and. Yeah. I did. I forgot about yeah, that. I did funny. blow out on him on for Lucas. But you and, didn't cry. Uh, you just cried for Wesley's and Dustin. I, those two got me. Yeah. But back to Wesley, we were at the Heritage, the tent. So we're at the, at the Heritage at the tent, and and I'm supposed to be quote unquote working. So I go see, <laughs> I go see Elizabeth, and I catch them on the first tee, and Elizabeth is before the final round, and she goes like, "You need to stay with us." Like I'm some kind of a good luck charm. Now, we all know a little bit better than that in this room. Oh, you're my good luck charm. <laughs> and I said, I can't. I said, but I'll catch y'all back on nine. So I come back, catch them on nine, and I don't know what the lead was. She goes like, you're staying now. I said, I'm not. I've got to work. So I stayed like for a couple more holes, slipped back over to the tent, and I said, I'll catch, catch y'all back on 16 green. She goes like, you're definitely not going anywhere now. So now I've got Elizabeth telling me I'm not going right. anywhere. And – um I'm going to say he was working, Biff, because that's when we were doing the vlogs, and he definitely took the GoPro all the way to the scoring tent. Sure. Remember that? And he had a, probably a vodka and orange juice in the left hand, I'm too. Sure. There, there there may have been a drink in, involved. <laughs> and, and Steve Wilmot comes up and goes like, how'd you get here? And I'm yeah. going like, I don't, don't know. And I'm, I'm telling the highway patrol who Elizabeth is so he can get her through there. And CBS has got the camera because they're trying to find the wife for television. Yeah, yeah, and because right then you couldn't do anything, and I'm. This now, is Elizabeth Miller. Done turned into TV director. Yeah, yeah. well, it, it, that was after he was security for Arnold Palmer at the Monday. Yeah, and I've had to play security too. So, uh, 
Um, you know, it's it's a job that's all encompassing. You just kind of do whatever needs to get done. That is funny, man. We could sit here and go for days. On oh stories. man, <laughs> we could we could have a PG ver- ver- version, R-rated version. But or, or, or all right, let's talk about the Hooting the Blowfish real quick. And the money after Masters, because I mean they were a big part of what we did. And I know you, you and I were down there from the majority of all of them, and and you took the uh, front stance with with uh, trying to get course set up and doing a lot of things while we were down there. But I mean. What what a difference the hooting and the blowfish made that, in what we were doing in junior Those, golf. and I wish uh, our dear friend down there and is on today's show. I wish Craig I could Melvin. get. I wish I could get on a national audience. And Alan, we need to get this program on a national audience. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I wish I could get on a national audience with the Today Show, and really express what those four guys and that board has done for this game in this little state. It's incredible. Um, uh, obviously one of my favorite events personally i mean i we work hard yeah but for what that event means to us and i really do i wish the four guys in the band i hope they appreciate it and know that what that event means to south carolina golf not to us as a staff but um overall but and that what that board does um, their donations through the years have allowed us to do what we have done. And, I mean, even this past year when COVID hit and they had to, they had to cancel everything in 2020, um, you know, we relied on that, that, that donation to the Junior Foundation to make what we do do because it's a quite significant. And they came through and still did it, even without having the golf tournament last year. So, I mean, it's, it's incredible. You know, they actually, you know, here before first tees were even thought of, we already had four or five locations around the state doing that same thing. Yep. <laughs> junior golf lands. Yep. We call them junior golf lands, yeah. built fully and free. And um, yep. But that event itself and the money's raised in that golf tournament and the people we had coming to that golf tournament, oh. um, I mean, absolutely incredible. Um, whether it be the athletes or, and the celebrities and, and again, I, I don't know any of them, especially the football players. But uh, yeah, Mel, that's that's right. Miller would <laughs> Miller would treat a celebrity like they're a cart guy. Not that you treat cart guys bad, but it's like, hey, Bo, you mind grabbing that thing for me over there real quick? <laughs> Who he's talking to? That's Wayne Gretzky. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll get it for you. <laughs> I do remember that's about when I smoked cigarettes, and I was the year Dustin played with Wayne, and I'm kind of burning a heater over there on the side and. Next thing you know, I look back, my smoke is just going straight into Wayne Gretzky's oh, face. No. And I was like, I'm going to move. <laughs> but, I mean, they, uh, it just it, – that event itself was uh, so powerful for us. And um, um, What's a good memory you have from that event? I, there are so many. Was it the Arnold Palmer security or – no, that, that, <laughs> no, that wasn't. I, the, my favorite thing of all the hooties was anytime we had rain delays and we got to shut it down early. Mm. I hear you. That yeah. was always it. Yeah, we've got a th- uh, tornado over in Texas. That's good enough for us. That was one that year, boy. That it, was yeah. It was it was no doubt. It would take you eight hours to play that golf tournament. It's shotgun Absolutely. start with thirty two teams of six ones or whatever we had out there. I mean, it was a, you knew it was going to be a long day. It was a long day. That's all there was to it. And the caddies, the the caddies to me was always the best part. And um, the guys on the board were uh, were always um, adamant that they wanted um, the caddies to be a part of it. They wanted it to still be a family event, even though Daly might have had a couple drinks out there with the shirt off. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it, you know, truth be told, the caddies end up getting to play most of the time. Oh, they hit half the shots. <laughs> and, right. And, uh, 
and got a bunch of swag out of the deal. Yeah, and get um, tipped on top of it, some, yeah. most of them. And yeah. then, you know, we'd have some of the little kids helping out with the long drive. My yeah. my own little daughter, I gave her a caddy T-shirt and a badge, and she's walking around like she's, uh, you know, <laughs> Rihanna or something. Yeah. Do you, Miller one time at the, the party the night before talked Joey and Fatone into giving me dance lessons. <laughs> forgot about that yeah i think i think he also had me spill wine on brian cox at one of the things one time okay. i thought it was closest to death i'd ever come to my well, life well that's because i got a guy to kiss biff on the lips and that ended up he bumped into somebody that bumped into hap that spilled wine on brian cox that was all miller's on song. a yacht I, no, 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 no. That was in Kilo. That was another wine spill. Oh, okay. another wine spill. Okay. Yeah, another yeah. Wine spill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Chris, let's bring it back down to where we are here again, back to back to Irmo, South Carolina. And, you know, we we never we never go throughout one of these things with our guests without going through their playing resume. Oh. And uh, – this will take. This won't take long at all. Oh man, I'm I'm about to finish up. 2012 Columbia City Pro Champion. That, 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 <laughs> That's did I, it. Did I miss anything? That's it. No, well, him, did, you have one more than me. I'll give you that. You got one more than me. I know for a fact you and Chase Butler won a chapter one day event somewhere. And again, I think that's about it. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. Me and Biff won the SCGA Pro Am one time. We did. We did do that. Now, and again, that concludes this segment of the. Uh, <laughs> I had to throw that out there. I thought, we 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 gave you so much grief. You won the championship, and we gave you so much grief for winning the championship. The, the city the, turn, the city turn, yeah. the pro version. I mean, he caught so much grief about it, but, but he won the thing. He he held off Burt Cromer. Yep. I mean, when Biff and I won the pro am, he wouldn't let me go look at the scoreboard. <laughs> I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about motorcycles at all. Oh, okay. Are you, are you still riding today? I still help out with one enduro, and I've got a very old dirt bike just to do that with, but that's it. All the race bikes are gone. Okay, so you're not giving yourself concussions now. No, I'm done. I've no. had five. I can remember four of them. Yeah. So the vine mark that where you where yeah the you, vine mark's about gone. About, yeah. Vine mark's about I gone. I forgot about that. Riding his bike through the woods and hit a vine and almost decapitated himself. And, and it looked like he somebody slit his throat. And the and the face when the face was chewed up halfway through, and then Biff finally said, "I don't know if I can look at you anymore." That was before my time. Yeah, that was the last time I looked at him. I think the accident you had some kind. That of was accident. over a bicycle. That was a bicycle in my own neighborhood. That was a non-power vehicle. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, that was a good one. We just basically said two wheels was no good, so he went to four <laughs> wheels and buys a new car every. Are you I don't still know. doing that? I the current car I've had for about four or five months. And I do like it, so I may try and keep it. The for white a while. one out there. No, 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 no. It's blue. This one's blue. Oh, that was yeah, that was somebody else. This one's blue. We do have to say while we were waiting on you to show up today, a, a white Tesla backed up into the front door to oh. unload some golf balls. <laughs> I said, "Oh my gosh, he's done gone Tesla around. Right? He's gone electric on us now." Just for anybody out there, I think we're on thirty-one or two, but that's that might be it. Incredible. I, I tried to count a week or two ago, getting ready. I, I, was, I can't count them anymore. No I chance. can't either. But I, I, yeah. Well, this limited memory, I and, can't count anymore. And let's talk about your Facebook post from a week or two ago when somebody hit your car in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. Did it really matter? Because do you still even have that car? <laughs> I do. That's okay. the same one. Okay. I still have the same car that's been hit. I figured you would have sold it. So, Time yeah. to get rid of it. Yeah, but you that. did well. It's not like Miller's upside down these things. I remember, I mean. Miller somehow comes out on the top end of this thing every I'm single saying. time. I've managed to do okay on some of my cars. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, started from a Pinto to the top of the line now <laughs> and, and has, never, has never come out of his pocket once. Nah, that's funny. So what's uh, what's one of your favorite fond memories of the SCJGA? Uh, the SCJGA, one of my really, really good stories that got me one time. And you were there. Good. You good. were there for this one. Okay. Hartsville, South Carolina. Yeah. Um, Keenan Husky wins. Yeah. 
best acceptance speech I've ever heard in my life. Had everybody in tears. And just killed it. Yeah. And he'll still – he'll come over and play at Lexington. And, and to this day, that little lefty step up, I said, you got me. Yeah. I, I'll tell you this. I think that's one of the strongest things y'all did as junior department was, to, you know, these people won, these kids won something. And you'd make them stand up. And you'd step to the side, and you'd watch, and you'd make them say a little word or two, and it, some of them might be a word or two, or some of them might do it Keenan Husky and knock that out the park. But you made them get started in it, and that's good. I mean, and some of the, I mean, that one just really, really got me. Um, now, the day when his dad and Savannah Goodwin's dad Savannah took our trailer has. out at uh, Sea Pines, yeah, Sea Pines, oh, yeah. and hit it from us. That was a good time, especially when John Farrell, the director of golf at Harbor Town, and we'd already. Called security. called security. Well, then security had done called the sheriff's office, <laughs> right. which is a big no-no. I remember John saying, "Listen, guys, we don't. If we call the sheriff's office, it's, it's a done deal." Yeah, I told him there's an open case on it. Yeah, like I thought. I thought maybe they would get arrested mm-hmm. if yeah. could have been. Could have yeah. been. Well, you, you 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 did a lot for the Junior Golf Association, and you were a part of it for a long time. But as I know, and you're aware, and you and I spent a lot of time. We've talked about it. But I know my dad, Dad Hap, was was a big part of what your your career was. And absolutely, um, you got any good Hap thoughts or stories that, that you wanted to share with anybody? As as we all do, um, Hap is has always been just another second fi- uh, father to me. And and as anybody has been in this industry, I think anybody would say that same statement. And uh, and everybody always comes up with the with the hap stories, and 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 I do. I've given this a little bit of thought. Um, we were at the Bobby Chapman, and and fortunately for us, we've got a great staff up there and volunteers around the golf course. Yeah. And so hap over the last about ten years got to really come up there as almost like a figurehead. Yeah. And really, it's a weekend for him to enjoy. Correct. And he's got a dear friend up there by the name of Steve Cease. And so he Steve Smith. Smith. I'm sorry. Excuse yeah. me. I apologize, yeah. Steve. And so he would kind of come up there on Saturday afternoon and then would go and watch the Gamecocks over Steve's game. house. Yeah. And sometimes we would go over and eat or something like that with him. Well, Steve showed up on Sunday morning and was a little bit early before play and said, and all we did is we got the warning and said, your man might have run me out of about everything liquid <laughs> in the house. <laughs> and, uh, but, and we've got a saying, uh, and I can't remember exactly how Hap verbalized it, but if you go hard, you better go hard and make sure your tail's there in the morning to get the job done. Right. And Hap was there. So for all the states that we had represented, Hap would put, the, or we would have flags out. And now generally we would do that as staff and all that, but Hap had to be there and show up early and make sure. Let's describe it. These are six-inch flags. Six yeah, six-inch flags on, a, on about yeah. a foot long. And, they're just, they and you are, put them in the ground on the tee box. They are put in the ground on the tee box um, in parallel going down the tee box and yeah. just demonstrating what's, Anybody who's represented, their flag is there. And they're right on the first tee box. Yeah. And, we've, and it looks nice. The starters are all in jackets. We've got tents set up. And the tee box is right by the clubhouse, so it's a very nice-looking display. Well, Hap wants to show everybody that he's there early and he's ready to work. So he decides he's going to go put the flags out. And so he's bending over, and it's a warm morning. He's bending over, and he puts these flags out. They might One or two of them might have been a little crooked, but he gets these things in the ground, and he comes up to me, and poor fellow's covered in sweat. And he said, oh, by the way, I've got breakfast for y'all in the car, and you're, he always knows I'm a Diet Coke guy, so I, he, he said, yours is the one with the straw in it. He said, by the way, 
that might have been one of the toughest job I've ever had to do is put them flags in the ground. <laughs> that bending over was tough this morning. <laughs> so he goes off in his car, and to be honest with you, we didn't really hear much for the next two or three hours. Yeah. So I go to the car to get my Diet Coke, and he has stabbed my straw in there without even taking the paper off. <laughs> oh, wow. So my man has had a rough morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. He's been a good one. He's got some good ones. Well, just a little short one here on Biffer. We had gone, and, and if you messed up with Hap, and he would leave you a note, and if it, and Biff probably doesn't even remember this, but if if you messed up, did anything wrong with Hap, he'd leave you a note, and he'd draw you a little frown face. face. Yeah. yeah, a little frown face. Yeah. And I, a frown face would hurt your feelings. It would. I got one myself at I one mean, point. it would hurt your feelings. Yeah. So one day I messed up on some scorecards, and – we pre-printed our scorecards and all that. Maybe I got the par on it wrong or something like that. And, and I'm a big recycler, so I had all these scorecards in the recycle bin. Well, Biff had taken these things out of the recycle bin, put them on my desk with a frowny face going like, look at you messing up. <laughs> well, I came, and this is a long run. We might have had two back-to-back, and I saw this thing of scorecards on my desk when I get back, and I, it ticked me off. All right, all right. So, especially when I, I would kind of pick up some bar tabs or here or there on the road because we might have exceeded our limit that we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I said, that son of a gun. I might have said some other words, but damn. So yeah. I left my own little frowny face note on Hap's desk. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I got a little ballsy that night to yeah. say the least. So, yeah. so I left this note along with the scorecards on Hap's desk. I go home. Now, immediately, by the time I hit my first road on the drive home, I said, hmm, I might not have should have done that. Yeah, bad idea. By the time I wake up in the morning, I, I have thought about this over and over. So now all I can do is get here before Hap does. But you better be tough. early. Yeah. And that is very tough, people. And so I get here, and it normally Hap's here about 7 or so. I'm here at like 630. Yeah. And that's all I want to do is get here and get rid of those things. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those scorecards got thrown to the bottom of the recycle bin oh, and everything. Biff comes walking in and goes like, do you see my little note? Man, that's so wrong. That's <laughs> so said, wrong. I could have killed it. <laughs> well, we had to get it in when you could get it in. So, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. The needle, the needle went in pretty good on that, but that's all I got. So it was a, it's a family setting around here, but when you get to stick the needle in, and Biff got me on that one pretty good. But I'm just glad I got here early enough to get rid of them. So – Hap, I would have never left you a frowny face on your desk, buddy. <laughs> There's one story I want to mention that I, I knew I had to mention. We weren't going to let it go. My man at Greenwood, Hayes Lanford. Oh. <laughs> so do you know about the Pee Wee? I'm sure I've heard it somewhere down the line. I feel awful about this. Hayes lived on the golf course. He was a young golfer, 10 to 12, 8, 8 to 12 years old, and he walked outside and practiced putting in his backyard. Yeah, he was 9 oh. years old. Oh, yeah, I do remember this. And you spill it in there. Somebody called us about it. Somebody called the golf shop about it. Said there's a kid putting on nine. This is the old Lodge Nine when it was still open. And Hayes lived on like the eighth hole. And I can't believe somebody called me about it. But when somebody calls an official about it, you got to go out and deal with it. So I I go over there, and sure enough, and his dad was a physician. Not that it matters, but – Very nice family. Very nice family. I said, Dr. Langford, I said, I apologize, but he can't putt on the green between rounds. And um, 
He goes, you know, as soon as he went out there, I thought that might be the case. And um, But I'll explain it to him. And of course, you know, Hayes immediately started crying and all of that. And, he, he DQ'd him. And so I had to was DQ a, a ninth grader. I mean, ninth, nine-year-old. Yeah. And I felt about as tall as a Lego block. Right. And um, so I said, but now if he wants to come and play tomorrow's market, that was always our standard deal. Yeah. I said, would love to have him. Come on said, back out and participate. I said, to be honest with you, Dr. Langford, I'll post a score up there on the school board just so we have something. It'll just be in the computer. Yeah. And we're going to make it work. I'm going to pat him on the back. Man, hey, jo- good job, buddy. Glad to see you back and, you know, all that. But right. I don't know who it was that called it in. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm serious. I felt about as small as I could. You did. You, I mean, I remember, that's how I know. I remember him telling me. And I knew Hayes when he was older. And Hayes is a great kid. But you definitely. I mean, that night at dinner, I still felt like somebody just hit me across the head with a brick. <laughs> and, uh, but it's, it, it's what we have to do. So uh, it, that part of it kind of stunk. But we did see Hayes somewhere later on in Greenville. And uh, he said, yeah, I still remember the time you disqualified me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, to, to, to kind of wrap this thing up, because and, and, we can sit here and go all, all day long, but, Chris, that, that, that's the reason I think our Junior Golf Association is so popular and, and our golf association is that we, we run championship events. We run them the way they're supposed to be run. We run them by the rules. We have a good time doing it, though. Yeah. And, and we want everybody else to have a good time doing it. And sometimes you have those unfortunate situations that you've got to deal with but we do deal with them. We don't just sweep them under the rug and, and hope nobody notices or whatever. So I, right. I kudos to you and your years of, of doing it and working with all these kids and families and moms and dads. And like you said, you know, you, you give a ruling to little Johnny, then you got to turn around and tell aunt and, and grandma yeah. and, and grandpa yeah. and everybody else about it. So uh, it's been a, it's been a heck of a road to, to, and, and venture to watch you go down and, and do. It was, I mean, definitely, uh, I mean, like I said, and I'll tell it to anybody and everybody, this is the, the best job in golf, bar none. And like I said, sometimes you, you feel like you ought to give some of that check back. No, well, the state of South Carolina, junior golf, is better because of you. I am better because of you, so thank I, you. <laughs> Y'all don't listen to that. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, congratulations on the new position up here at Timberlake Country Club now. Yeah, again, again, I think Al, I, I figured this thing all out. For uh, Alan sent some doctored pictures up there um, with <laughs> with some kind of something. I don't know what it is, uh, but they threatened to release those to the public. But uh, um, They're lucky to have you, too. Just like uh, Clem is hopefully doing his retirement job, this is going to be my retirement job. So uh, yeah. I'm kind of i tried to be semi-retired that didn't work out so this is going to be semi-semi-retired <laughs> well we, we're excited for you we're looking forward to maybe getting our junior golf association and golf association back up there Definitely. And working with we've you got again. some got some great things happening up there um we're over 400 members now wow. and the golf course is getting better by the minute and um we're really excited about what's happening up there great thank you chris thank y'all for having us thank you brother peace out